You're listening to Wait, Am I an Adult Now? One of the only podcasts out there that interviews young millennials riding the squiggly line of life. We're your co-hosts, Shelby Wildgust and Savan Pichotto. And together, our mission is to inspire you with stories of millennials just like you who are paving their way in the new creative economy. Our guests are leading epic lives through entrepreneurship, artistry, charity, music, corporate leadership, and so much more. Are you ready to jump in? Let's go. What is up, everybody? We are so excited to be back for another episode on Wait, Am I an Adult Now? Thought the Awkward Years are over. Think again. My name is Shelby Wildgust. And this is Savan Pichotto. And we are here with a very special guest tonight. Special guest, go ahead and introduce yourself. Whoa. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm Jay um, from waterice.com. You're scooped to everything Philly. Uh, also known as Jay the Gentleman, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. We are so excited to have you and to learn a little bit more about exactly what you do. And before we dive into tonight's podcast, uh, obviously, we have to go forward with our usual Wait, Am I an Adult Now moment of the week. So, Savan, you want to get us started? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, so, by the time you all listen to this, voting season will be over. However... Um, today for us is voting day and I got up early in the morning. I went to go to my typical place that I go to go vote. I realized that I wasn't registered anymore. Oh no. Oh, sh- <laughs> I was so upset. And like, cause I've moved, I think two or three times within the past year and a half. Yeah. And I just, I, at one point or another, forgot to change my address right. to wherever my voting location was. Whoa. So, uh, couldn't vote today. Whoa. Well, that's a lesson to be learned. And all of you out there listening to us, learn a lesson from Savan's mistake and make sure that you are registered to vote no matter what. I'm not going to judge, but it's kind of hard to not be registered because they're like all over the place every day, everywhere. I feel like maybe I'm registered at the place where I used to live and I just, Uh, I didn't have time to go there and check, but it's just, it is weird to me. Um, but anyway, I guess make sure you're prepared at least a month and a- ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a great segue onto my way in my adult now moment because I actually was registered to vote ahead of time. And I made sure of that fact by texting the numbers, you know, they gave all these numbers, like, check to see if you're registered. And I texted all the numbers to double check. But what I was really astonished by was the fact that I had actually in my wallet, in my special compartment of my wallet where I keep all of my like punch cards for my favorite like restaurants and smoothie shops and nail salons, I had my voter registration card in there. And I was like, (laughs) damn, Shelby, you are an adult keeping your important documents in your wallet at all times. So right next to my uh, nail salon, like punch card was my voter registration card. So there nice. you go. That was my moment. Adulting, I love it. it. Hashtag adulting, baby. All right. <laughs> What's um, yours? Mine. It was. It was actually it happened a couple weeks ago um, around homecoming Halloween Halloween season. Uh, for Temple, homecoming was a couple weeks ago. Um, long story short, um, I decided to forego the homecoming and Halloween festivities. And I stayed home and did chores, and <laughs> and I did work, and I didn't go party or anything like that. And that had, you know, people were hitting me up because they came into town from you know New York or whatever. Like, where are you? Are you here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in like you know 20 minutes or whatever. I lied. I lied. 
I wasn't going to go. Your Halloween costume was that you were an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like, actually, on Halloween, like, the Wednesday it was, I didn't do anything. I just stayed home, and I adulted. And it was, I had a great time. I was like, was it worth it? <laughs> it was definitely worth it. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't tired. I wasn't hungover during the week. Like, it was great. I feel that. Like, I went out t- the two weekends before Halloween. Right. Dressed to the nines. Right. Like, spent too much money on my costume, like, for no reason. Yeah. I'm not going to ever wear it again. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a rough go the next couple of days yeah no yeah you can't recover like you're 22 anymore i yeah. know so i it was it was fine i was i had no shame whatsoever y'all could judge me all you want <laughs> i don't care i, I honestly felt it. the same way that same wednesday because i was actually with you shelby we were at like yeah. that networking event yeah we went to a networking event on halloween so that's it so yeah here we are yeah no I, yeah that was pretty much what i did that's that was my oh yeah i'm grown yeah, yeah, here we are. Yep. Life. Cool. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, I'm super excited about this episode. Whoa. Because me and Jamel met um, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've seen him. Yeah. But um, I'm really glad that you came on tonight, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what he does. Yeah, so quick intro on who Jamel slash Jay the Gentleman <laughs> is. He is a professional host, content producer, and event curator for Water Ice, a Philly-based blogzine, which we will hear much more about in this episode. And he's also the marketing manager for an amazing restaurant over in Old City, right? Mm-hmm. Called Cuba Libre. So that is just a couple different titles, Jamel, but I know there's a lot more. Then yeah, and you know what's funny? I I hear you saying all that stuff, and I still feel like I'm not doing enough. <laughs> I don't know if that's a gift or a curse, or maybe both. But yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of different things here in the city. So give us, you know, a, a lowdown on who you are and what sure. you do. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Jamel, um, I I mean I do a lot of video content uh, for waterice.com. Um, we produce written video, video and audio content. We have a podcast, uh, Water Ice Radio. We got a couple stations. Shout out to Lauren Re Live, uh, The Drop Night Show, and Weird is the New Black. Uh, we got a couple other things coming up within the Water Ice family. Got some events coming up. Uh, we got some new shows that we're about to bring onto the team. Um, very excited with our partnerships that we have currently with uh, Newsstands Association of Philadelphia. So if you're ever in the city and you see a, a green newsstand in the city, and they have a TV screen. We run the content on. The, oh, wow, on, cool! On oh, that's the, awesome. Yeah, on this on the station. So we do that. Uh, we have a co- uh, we have a partnership with uh, Boom Philly here in uh, obviously in Philly, one hundred three point nine. So shout out to the, everybody at the Radio One, um, Radio Family over there, and um, that's just Water Ice. And then with Cuba Libre, I'm in charge of the nightlife program that we do for Philadelphia and Atlantic City locations. So um, all the nightlife aspects as far as DJs, dancers, entertainment, themes, you know, drink specials, all that stuff, I'm in charge of for uh, Cuba Libre. So have you always had um, like a taste for nightlife or like how did you get started with Cuba Libre and then how did that translate into you getting involved with Water Ice? I definitely had a taste for nightlife ever since I was a kid. I just like to party. I like to have a good time. Um, I used to promote at Mint Lounge. I don't know who, for all my old old heads out here, Mint Lounge in Old City, uh, when Old City used to be really popping. Um, I used to promote there on Thursday nights, and that kind of got me into uh, the nightlife industry. And um, fast forward to now, uh, that definitely helped out with uh, getting the Cuba Libre gig. Um, and with Water Ice, it, Water Ice came before Cuba Libre. 
Um, but with Cuba Libre, with the whole nightlife, I was definitely in, into the the party atmosphere. I used to work on a cruise ship for a couple of years, so oh, cool. definitely awesome. did that. Um, so that definitely helped with my hosting, obviously, and you know, uh, just kind of get the party started, stuff like that. But um, with Water Ice, um, it kind of worked out perfectly too because I was able to bring both companies together. You know, with Cuba Libre, we needed some marketing materials, and so with Water Ice, we also do uh, production services. So we were able to create you know, different uh, promo videos and just uh, interactions, things like that within both brands. So I want to back up a couple steps here. And I would love for all of our listeners to hear more about exactly what Water Ice is. Sure. Because, you know, we're a Philly-based podcast. And for the most part, all of our guests have been Philly-based entrepreneurs or um, creatives or artists or music or athletes or whoever. And I think... First off, the name Water Ice is phenomenal it's because Philly. it's Philly. Right. And um, I think what you do is awesome. So can you share with all our listeners exactly what Water Ice is? Sure. I definitely appreciate that. Um, so waterice.com, um, your school to everything Philly, is pretty much content provider. Um, and it's like your very hyper-local Google. So if you want uh, things that are, you want to know what's going on within the city, within the week, weekend, things coming up in the month, um, different people to really look out for, different businesses to check out, we're kind of your source for all of that information. Uh, we do, like I said, written uh, content. So we have articles, uh, press releases, things like that. We also have video content, which we have original video content that we produce. Um, and we'll do a lot of, we'll go to different events or, you know, restaurant openings and things like that, just kind of... Uh, let everybody know what's going on. And we also do, like I said, uh, audio content, which is our uh, podcast station, Water Ice Radio. And we have a couple of shows under our belt. And I mean, like I said, we're just, you know, we just want to provide content for this great city and let people know that that, that we have a lot going on. Um, it all started, you know, with Hector. Shout out to Hector. He's he's the boss. Um, he wanted to he wanted to have a website where people could check it out. And, um, you know, there was a lot of, Kind of like a, a lot of weird, like like people saying like, oh, there's nothing to do in Philly or, you know, where's there to go? And there's so much to do. There's so much to see. Um, but I think at that time there wasn't really any outlets that were really, you know, bringing that into the to the forefront. And that's where it all kind of started. And, you know, he came up with the name Water Ice because when you hear it, it's Philly, you know. And we've definitely kept that a part of our, our mantras, like what is it about Philly? Anytime we have a new project that we got coming up, it has to do with Philly or some sort of connection with Philadelphia. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I think what's unique about you compared to other people, we have a lot of the people we've had on have either jumped straight into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or they've gone the, the corporate route. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of have a mix of both. Yeah. So I don't know if you could touch on anything that maybe like how did how did that help you as far as getting into something like Water Ice is brand new and fresh? And Yeah, I mean, honestly, it kind of came out of necessity slash I wanted to bring it back. So I went to Temple, shout out to everybody at Temple. Um, and I graduated brought with a broadcasting mass media degree. And, you know, after Temple, I kind of went away from it, not on, not on purpose. It's just, there was no jobs, you know? Um, so when I came back to uh, Philadelphia permanently, 2014, I wanted to get back into, you know, producing content and just kind of hosting and, you know, figure it out. And, you know, one of my mentors, uh, well, my main mentor, Sergio, he 
was kind of like, why don't you just hit up Swiss, which is our boy Hector. Why don't you just hit up Hector and, you know, and just do water ice stuff and just do some video stuff with him. I was like, I was really upset because I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, it was such a, it was like, I'm like here in Philly. Your I even, pride is crushed. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, we're all in the same fraternity. And, he, you know, I, you know, I, he's my boy. So I was like, why did I think of that? You know? So that's kind of how it worked out. And then, um, and I kind of, like I said, I joined Water Ice before Cuba. Um, but Water Ice at the time, even still now, you know, it's as far as like making money, it's very tough. Um, when you have a very grassroots guerrilla style content producing, you know, it's all, it's very tough as far as monetizing your business. So um, the Cuba Libre job kind of, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I hit up. One of my friends who I used to go to school with and throw parties with in the city, Ace, uh, he was the he was the uh, the nightlife manager at the time, and he decided he wanted to leave and pursue his own dreams of owning his own business, and he needed somebody to kind of fill in and you know who would be a good fit, and it, it kind of just worked out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll you know I'll interview whatever. I have nothing to lose. Like I already I had I was you know had another job at the time too, so I was like, this would, you know if I get it, cool. If I don't, whatever. Yeah. And long story short, it, it worked out. That's awesome. So I think that, you know, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> and it went through a lot of different transitions of life and um, stages of life because I heard you say, you know, when you graduated from Temple, you, you moved away because there wasn't anything here and then you came back. And so yeah. I know there's probably some stories in there that For our sure. listeners could really gain some value from. And also I think, especially now knowing that you have two separate roles, actually it's way more than two, but you represent and work with two separate entities, Cuba yeah. Libre and Water Ice. And I think now, especially more than ever, it is so accepted to have mm -hmm. multiple different things that you're doing as a young person because right. we are multi-passionate and um, a day job isn't enough anymore, not from the sense of income, sometimes it is, but more so from the sense of passion and people want to pour their heart and soul into other things and um, whether or not they earn money from it, you know, that might be right. after the fact. But I'd love for you to bring us back to mm -hmm. when you were graduating from Temple because, you know, this show does highlight the awkward years of life oh, and, man. you know, coming into your adult life self. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think there's a lot of our listeners out there who might be either just getting ready to graduate and might sure. be facing something similar to what you faced or they're in the midst of kind of figuring their shit out. And I'd love to hear what yeah, you did. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're going to have to go back to 2009. Okay. Uh, <laughs> almost 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Um, 2009, yeah, I graduated in the worst time you could possibly graduate. You know, the financial crisis was, it was at its peak. Um, jobs people getting laid off and it was it was like great i just graduated and i you know it just doesn't stop you know um so just that time it was very difficult because um you kind of had to you kind of had to um hold in your pride and kind of pick up jobs that you wouldn't see yourself doing um that year i worked at mcfadden's and like at the ballpark. And so, like, it was really busy because the, the Phillies were really good that year. Oh, yeah, I remember They went that back year. to the World Series that year. Um, so it was always crazy. But, like, I was, like, my job, I was literally a sweeper. All I did was, like, sweep shit. Like, and you had <laughs> just graduated. With I had just graduated. Wow, wow. correct. Yes, right. Uh, so I had to, like, sweep, like, puke and, like, just. Oh, man. Oh, and, you know, you know how it is. Like, yeah. especially when uh, any Phillies, any Philly Philadelphia team that wins, <laughs> Like, it's going to be crazy. So, like, oh, every no. day it was crazy, you know? 
Um, crazy hours. Obviously, it's always gonna be a twelve hour shift, like regardless of what time they played. Um, so I, I did that for 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 that season. Um, I did a couple of internships. I did one with the film festival that year. That was actually really cool. Um, but I also was doing an internship with a, a video content provider at the time. It was very small. I forget what it was. It was like street talking or something like that. But I was helping with like editing and things like that. But I was doing multiple things at the same time. And really, the only job that was paying was the McFadden's one. So it was a lot of like <laughs> nights where I didn't eat. <laughs> um, but you know, you do what you had to do. You know, and um, eventually it got to a point where I moved. Um, thank God, like, like I said, for those who are listening, make sure you have a mentor. Like mentors, they're there for a reason, and they've been through it. And my again, my mentor Sergio, he was living in Chicago at the time. And he was like, you know, we have an extra room. If you want to come through, I can spot you first couple months rent, figure something out, new city, whatever. And I was like, all right. So I saved up my money and, you know, I ventured out to Chicago. and I lived in Chicago for a couple months, um, you know, just there just doing odd jobs. And Craigslist was like my friend. I was on there. <laughs> I treated like finding a job like a full-time job. I was I've up. heard that wow. so many times of yeah. people doing oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I was up 8 o'clock in the morning. I was sending resumes because, you know, in the morning, that's when most people see the emails yeah. first. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I sent it early in the morning. I was just going on interviews here and there. I did odd jobs here and there. I was there for, I was down there for like six, seven months in Chicago. Great city. If you've never been, it's a great city. Yeah, but, it's yeah. a cool city, except not in the wintertime. Right. <laughs> right. So I got there. I got there right when the Black, actually, the Blackhawks beat the Flyers that year. Oh. In the, in the Stanley Cup. That weekend when they had the parade, I went down to Chicago and I left Chicago Thanksgiving weekend because that's when I got the job on cruise ship. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. So you stayed throughout the summertime. Yeah. So it was a beautiful it, time. It to worked be there. out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Okay. <laughs> So I love how, you know, you, you were taking a, you took a job first off out of college graduation that, I mean, a lot of people be like, well, that's really beneath me because yeah. I have this degree and you yeah. talked a little bit about pride and ego and, but what I love so much that you did was you didn't give up on your pursuit of your career, Yeah, you know, by taking internships. And I think sometimes people scoff at these minimum wage jobs or these jobs where you're sweeping or these jobs where you're serving. And then yeah. um, they also scoff at interview or internships that don't pay you. But sometimes you just have to do what you got to do. You have to do it. And I mean, I, I was either I'm, I'm going to eat or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was either going to hang out with friends or not. You know, I, I you needed money. And I had to, I was lucky enough to have someone who worked there and she was like, I can get you jobs and I can be the best. I'm like, I don't care. I'll just do it. Like, I yeah. can make money. As a man, like, you know, you can't be broke. Right. <laughs> like it's not very attractive to be, you know, a college graduate, but you don't have any money at all. Yeah. So, you know, you you just, you know, bite the bullet and you got to do what you got to do. But I did learn that after that season, I was like, I'm never going to do this ever again because I know my worth and I know I could do a lot more. And that it wasn't like necessarily beneath me, but I was like, I could do so much way, way more. As you should yeah. believe that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that was one of those. That was a, that was definitely a turning point for myself. Like, well, I'm not going to work in the industry, in the restaurant industry ever again. Yeah. 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 That's so that awesome. Yeah. So you got a job on a cruise ship after Chicago. I did. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and like did you feel like that was almost the next step or was that one of those things that you still felt like was beneath you and you could have kept doing more? Oh, it was it was actually this job was too good to be true. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I was I was looking on Craigslist and they put out uh, there was an agency that put out an ad looking for a host for 
cruise ships and they gave the description. It was like, get to have fun and, you know, you're hosting this and blah, blah. I was like, what? I could do that? Like, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, I've always wanted to do that. And again, it was just, it just sounded too good to be true. And I sent my resume and like the, that day they called me up and it was like, hey, you know, we talked for like, a, like an hour with the person and she was like, all right, I want to have you come do the interview and did the interview and I did a great, I guess I did a great job because I got hired, you know? Um, but that was one of those things that it, it, it made sense for me to do it because I've always wanted to be a host and that was what I was doing. I was hosting events on a cruise ship and I did that for two and some change, two years and some change. Um, so it was definitely, it wasn't beneath me. Um, it was a great, it was probably the best time of my life at, uh, to this point. The best time of my life, one of the coolest jobs I've ever had. I worked with people from around the world. I lived in the Caribbean for you know, <laughs> two years or whatever. Um, but it was fun. And and I learned a lot just worth working with different types of people, uh, whether it was staff or the guest. And that job definitely helped me learn patience and dealing with people. Yeah, you. Uh, what you just said took kind of the question out of my mouth, but I the, the question that I want to ask you is, you know, what did you learn from yeah. that experience? Because I think one of the important things as we grow older, you know, there are going to be seasons of life where we could feel like we're failing or we could feel like we're not doing the right thing yeah. and we're taking two steps back. But really those seasons of life are designed to launch us four For steps sure. forward, which is kind For of sure. like your McFadden's mm -hmm. stint. And then you get into another position where it could be that four steps forward position, um, but there's still an opportunity to learn and to grow and to take that and move on to that next phase of your life. And I think with young people, especially, like we, it is important to take a, a pause in between the seasons of life and actually think, okay, what did I learn from this yeah. and how am I going to move forward? So For what sure. did you learn? Yeah. I, and I'm glad you brought that up because with every position I've ever taken, I try to take something from that position, whether, you know, like with the McFadden's job, for instance, I knew that I didn't want to do that ever again. So what do I need to do to make sure that I don't do that? You know, um, and then with the Carnival Cruise uh, hosting gig, I learned so much as far as just dealing with people, working with different types of people, because like I said, I was working with literally different walks of life and different cultures, different people, different ideologies. Like everything was just totally different. It was definitely a culture shock. And it was worth it because I was able to take all of those skills that I learned into moving forward to whatever I was doing the next thing. Um, but working hard, working long hours. Uh, understanding that even though you're doing this, there's people that have it even worse. Um, like I was, I was part of the staff, and we had more um, luxuries than people that were part of the crew, like like housekeeping and dining, and like their hours are crazy. Like <laughs> they have to deal with way crazier people. Um, so at the end of the day, when I would hear people within my department complaining. I was like, mm, <laughs> y'all have nothing to worry about. Like, we got, like, y'all need to chill. Like, it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah, We're literally on the ship to entertain people. They're yeah. over here sweating and, like, they got to make money for their families back home. Like, y'all are good. You're good. We're good. Like, it could be a lot worse. So having that understand, like, that understanding of just where you're at as a person, and it could always be a lot worse, it definitely makes you more humble. Um, and as a person, I think humility is a big thing to have. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. All right, so catch us up to speed here. Sure. You, you're done with the cruise ship, and yep. then you make the decision to come back to Philadelphia. Yeah. And you find water ice. No. 
<laughs> so after the cruise ship, I started working with a nonprofit organization um, called EF Education First. And oh, I've been on one of their trips before. Yeah. So you know what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for those who do not know, EF was like a language travel uh, program where kids from around the world would go to different countries and learn different languages. So um, I was based in New Jersey, New York, and we had kids from Asia and Europe um, for the summer come, you know, come to the States and we took them on trips and they learned English and, you know, whatever. Um, so I did that for a year. That one was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Working with a nonprofit, for those who work with a nonprofit know what I'm talking about. Um, the biggest I want to say problem, but one of the biggest things I had against it was like there was so much money that was being put into things that shouldn't be put into. And they could have used that with other things. Um, but every day, nothing went according to plan. Like there was always a plan B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, there was one time where we, f we forgot a kid in New York. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> no. That was crazy. And wow, like, that's like a... And so my position, I was the activities manager. And, you know, we had our activity hosts, you know, make sure that everybody's on. We had chaperones, too. And somehow, someway, we lost one girl. And, and I'm in New Jersey, Madison, New Jersey. And I had to drive to New York. So that was like an hour just in traffic. Like an hour and a half in traffic just to get to New York, find this poor girl who was, she was fine, she was fine, and then bring her back to her host family and having to explain to her, and it, again, it wasn't even my fault. Like, <laughs> I made sure everything was good, So I, but I had to take the blame. You know, I was the boss, so I mean, I had to, I had to make those conversations. So it, nothing went according to plan. Um, I, my, one of my biggest quotes for that summer was adapt or die. <laughs> mm, I love that. And I still yeah. use that to, to today that's because really if, you, if you're not able to adapt, you're just that's just that's just Charles Darwin. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very it's true. Not the, it's not the strongest, not the smartest. It's the one that's willing to adapt that's going to survive. So it was like I, I had to, that was that was true, and it was like one of the longest summers I've ever had. And I, again, I was that taught me a lot of patience. And all right, this didn't work. What, we have a backup plan? All right, cool. If we have a backup plan for that, yes. Like, that helped me plan with thing, just in case things don't go according to plan. We don't stress. We're good. We work it out. We're fine. So that was definitely a, um, a learning experience for sure. I can see through your experiences how you have ended up where you are now yeah I was just gonna say the same thing like even what you just said adapt or die like I feel like that's been the general theme throughout every phase of your life that you've talked about yeah. so for so far um like just your tenacity to keep going and to figure out what is the next step yeah but at the same time it's almost like I feel like every role that you've had you've slowly started to figure out more and more your passion for hosting and working with people. Yeah. Um, and regardless of, like, which path that goes in, you've obviously, you know, come so far today to where it is that, like... Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I, you know, when you're in it, you don't think about that stuff at all. You're just trying to figure out, like, how you're going to make money or how you're going to, you know, appease to your family. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I always, like I said, like, it's... It's one of those things that I, I don't know. It comes with my family, like um, us Marines. We we don't stay down for long, you know. And I was lucky enough to have a lot of positive influences with within my life, whether it was my family or friends. So when I would see a friend of mine or or a, a family member do well, it wasn't like 
I was jealous or 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 like even envious. It was just like, okay, I gotta step my game up. Like I need to get on that level. And you know, having a mentor like I did, he he was always constantly having like these really great jobs and just really doing really cool stuff. And it was like, all right, that's great on him, and I love that, and I, I need to get to that level. And so having that support system, I always talk about this when I talk about things that I do. Support system is very important because it is like a friendly competition. You do want to see, you know, your your peers and your your family do well, and that should motivate you to do well, you know. And I've always, I've been lucky throughout my life to keep a really strong and supportive support system, um, and that enables me to really pursue the things that I want to do. Yeah, I really like what you just said about, you know, looking at people in your circle of influence, your mentor, your family, your friends, and when they're succeeding, you become motivated by that. And I think that that's not the common reaction. And I don't think people realize that enough, how important that is, because you're right. Like you could grow up in the worst circumstances, but if you have people around you that support you, or if you even find those people Mm -hmm. that you can strive to be like or work towards you know getting to their level like that can do so much for somebody who doesn't have anything else working for them yeah Yeah. and also just having that perception and that understanding that like just because person a is like 75 feet in front of you does not mean that you're any worse of a person just means that you need to start running faster right or changing your technique or whatever it might be and i think um This is something that I've been thinking a lot about recently, and I think it might be more apparent in females than males, but maybe you can shed some light on it. But I think oftentimes females, they look at other females who are in a certain position or doing a certain thing or look a certain way, and their initial reaction is judgment. Mm -hmm. And their initial reaction is, you know, sizing them up. And I used to be guilty of that too. And, and, you know, the, the judgment in itself is not something that, you can necessarily control. It's an innate feature. In For sure. Heads. But For sure. it's what you do with that judgment is what you can control. Correct. And um, I think just the fact that you mentioned without us even prompting you um, that, you know, it's so important to look at other people around you from a place of like, um, from a place of awe. Yeah. And from a place of like, I can get to where they are as yeah. opposed to like, oh, like resentment, like, you know, they're lucky, like, I don't... How like, do they get there? Right, right, you know, and I think that's such a valuable mindset to have, so I thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, also, it's just it's just healthier, right? Totally. It's, mental health, It feels like, better. Yeah, you, like, you, when you're genuinely happy for people around you that are doing well within their industry or their, whatever they want to do, it should make you feel good, and for you, it should motivate you to like have that same accomplishments. And it's not always going to happen at the same time. Timing, again, timing is everything when it comes to everything. <laughs> um, a lot of these, a lot of things that have happened to me, it was just timing. Like I was at the right place at the right time, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to say it and just hope that it happens. Like, no, you got to say it, then you got to put the work into it. And then probably it won't even work out. But if you keep grinding, you keep working at it, something will pop and that's just the universe working, you know? For sure. For sure. I totally, totally agree with that. 
All right. So now let's talk a little bit about, you know, I mentioned this before, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's more and more apparent nowadays where people are juggling multiple different things. Yes. Um, one being a passion, the other one paying the bills, or sometimes you're, you're fortunate enough to have right. something that you're passionate <clears throat> about that pays the bills, which I think might be the case in your, in your mm-hmm. situation. But talk to us a little bit about the idea of juggling two, three, four different things and and maintaining your passion and excitement for all those things? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Um, So I think with my experiences with the other jobs that I had, it it made me um, actually ready for it because within those other jobs that I had, I had to do multiple things at the same time. So when it came down to where I'm at right now, um, it's almost like a – it's almost routine because – you do got to figure out how to how to manage your time um, and work out the hours in the day to where it makes sense for you and when you're not overdoing yourself. Um, every day I make it a point to put this, I set aside this many hours for this, same thing for this one, same for this one. And then uh, one thing my uncle had taught me was um, you're going to be busy, you're going to be doing a lot, but make sure you have one day where it's to yourself. Um, so I always try to make sure that you know, either Sunday or Monday, it seems to be a slower day for me. But um, I try to have one day out of the week where I could just decompress, whether it's doing chores or just reading or just doing stuff you love. I actually like go look for like records and stuff like whatever it is, like make sure you have that day just to kind of decompress and then get ready for the next day. Um, but having those experiences definitely helped me with um, time management and um, ju- being able to juggle multiple things at the same time. And it's almost like a science, but you got to figure out what works for you. Um, it's not going to be the same for everybody. And um, just figure it out on your own terms. Like, I'm a nightlife guy, so I like to be up after 12. <laughs> like, before 12, I'm useless, so I'm not, I'm not even up, you know. Um, I, if I have to be up, obviously I will. But I'm more useful as the day goes on. And so when it comes to late nights, that's nothing to me because I'm already up anyway. So I'll probably be doing 60% of my stuff at night. Um, and so you just got to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got caught, caught up in that um, a couple times myself because you always hear about how, like, successful people, they get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and then they go all day and then, you know. You're like, how the hell does that work? Yeah. Right. There's people, but, that, there's people that, could, that could go off, you know, four hours of sleep, but then there's people that need eight. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I know I need eight hours in the day to be functional. If I only get three hours of sleep, I'm going to be – I'm, a zombie. A zombie. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be no help to society whatsoever for that day. Yeah. I've recently started to like really just honor my sleep mm-hmm. because there's been so many studies that have come out recently, um, and I think Brian Scuderi, who was okay. one of our most recent um, releases on our podcast, mm-hmm. he's a previous guest of ours. Sure. He talked about the science of sleep and how like when you get less than seven hours of sleep. Like you physically operate at a slower speed. It's science. Yeah, it's yeah. science. Yeah, yeah. And um, I used to think, like, in order for me to be successful, I had to get up and grind by five a.m. <laughs> and then, like, I tried to do it, and I'm like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, <laughs> like, so, there's so many misconceptions. Like, oh, sleep is the cousin of enemy. I'm like, actually, no, it's not. You need yeah, it. Like, team no sleep. <laughs> yeah, time. I'm like, y'all cannot Prime sleep time. all you want, like, but. I need my sleep. I need my seven, eight hours. Like, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that. For sure. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. Totally. For sure. Totally. Well, in the sake of time, Savannah, is it, is it almost time to start wrapping up here? Yeah, we're getting there. Um, but yeah, we do definitely do want to ask you, um, 
unless there's anything you want to touch on, I know you mentioned you kind of we kind of stopped your story where oh, it's a nonprofit, but no, um, yeah, I mean after that, I you know after the nonprofit, I, I got a <laughs> got another random job working for uh, a game show company, and I oh, wow. I'm basically long story short with you that, you are an entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would, we would, so this company is called Unique Entertainment. Uh, we put on these game shows for like student like school assemblies and summer camps and stuff like that. Um, but I did that. And then when the Cuba job came, I left that, started doing Cuba full time. But I actually recently went back to that job this year, but not as a, not as an employee, but as a partner. Wow. So now I'm a partner with this company. And I, so I'm actually doing three things at the, at once right now. Yeah, three things at once. That's a lot to manage. That's a lot. Um, but it was I. But it, again, it's one. It's one of those things that time is everything. Um, I was able to, for Cuba to work it out to where I could work from home or remotely, so I don't have to go in the office. I don't have to be at the venues as much as I I used to. Um, and then for for that, with with the unique because we travel a lot and we do a lot of game shows throughout the week, that enables me to do those shows and whatever I need to do. And with Water Ice. I could work, obviously, you know, through my laptop. So it all makes sense. <laughs> so I'm constantly busy, but um, I made it work for myself. And I put out a legacy for myself within whoever I worked with to keep me. And then I was able to get what I wanted. See, I, I really love what you just said because I feel like people definitely have to remember never to write off a part of their past. Correct. Like, um, even myself, like I... Got a job out of college mm -hmm. at a car dealership. Mm -hmm. um, left, they became my client. Mm -hmm. And then I went back. And it's like, you know, it's a whole cycle where, yeah. like, you end up not knowing how things connect in the long run. Right. Um, so even the jobs that you maybe weren't so happy with in the past or didn't work for you in a certain way could work for you in a different way Correct. as you go forward, which Absolutely. is awesome. Yeah, networking was huge, especially in college for me. Um, networking and maintaining those relationships they, those things went a long way because for, if I didn't keep those relationships, I wouldn't be working at Cuba. I wouldn't be working with Water Ice. Like, I don't even know what I would be doing, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't be able to go to Chicago. Like, So I always tell people, especially young people who are just coming out of college or whatever, like, networking is so huge. It's so important to have. And you just got if you're not a people person, you just got to break the mold and just do it because yeah. it'll help you in the long run. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I really, really appreciated hearing your story, and I – I loved hearing the myriad of experiences that you've had and I appreciate how, that. absolutely, and how from each experience you learned something and you kind of added to your repertoire, you, you started to hone more into your passion and mm -hmm. now here you are, you know, one part of your life, you're a partner in a company yeah. and another part of your life, you work from your laptop from anywhere and mm -hmm. the other part of your life, you know, you have created an opportunity where you can work remotely and yeah. you have been able to leverage your time. And so, you know, those attributes and those, those, um, things that you do from the outside looking in is like, you have the, you have it all, you've got it made, you have the dream life. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you know, what's so crazy is that people don't see the journey that you, that you took oh, to yeah. get to where you are now. Yeah. My, my, like I said, my, my support system definitely knows the trials and tribulations I've been through. And and I'm not going to say it was just a hard, you know, fought road to get where I'm at. Grand scheme of things, it wasn't that bad. Right, but you but just in jumped that moment, and you went through all these different right. things that you had yeah, to try Yeah, it's, still, it's still a lot. I feel like it's still, I went through a lot where a lot of people wouldn't 
um, come out on the other side, you know? Yeah, or they would get stuck in one role and, right. not, and just or kind of settle. Right. And yeah. Could, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I just, I, 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 I still feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, there's still a lot of things that I want to uh, um, accomplish within the next couple of years. And it's going to happen. It's just, like I said, you just got to keep working. But no, it, it's a lot. And um, I think if you just, what I've dropped a couple gems, but, you know, having a strong support system and really working hard to what you want to do. There's really no shortcut, man. There's yeah. really, unless you're like really rich, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no shortcut. You just got to do the work and you got to yeah. put the time in. Yeah. So tell us what the next steps are for you now, moving forward with your career. And if you were looking back at your 20 year old self, what is something that you would have given yourself as a piece of advice? Sure. Uh, so the next steps for myself, um, I say with I guess the next two years or so is uh, with Water Ice growing the business. Um, we have some per- our own internal goals that we want to do, but mainly more about monetizing our services. Um, we've I think we've laid a really solid groundwork for our reputation as far as content. Um, we have some partnerships in the works right now, and we got some things coming up uh, in the near future that's going to be very beneficial for us. And it's really just kind of you know growing the company and getting our own. We have a space right now, but we want to get our own. You know our own little studio with a cafe or something like that. Um, so would that's, you sell water ice there? So, yeah, we would. That would be one of the, <laughs> awesome. that would be one of the revenue streams that we have. We're actually, we actually have something in the works with uh, working with some water ice people. Um, so that's coming up. Um, with Cuba, uh, just making sure it's still one of the hottest Latin clubs, you know, in Philly and Atlantic City. We got um, a couple of events coming up. So um, that one's always going to be there. And then with the unique entertainment, it's, um, I'm in the process of rebranding and, um, engaging with the social media and just, uh, building our client list and adding new programs to our, to our already, um, our list of, uh, shows that we do. So it's a lot of growing. Hey, yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good and thing. I guess the advice I would tell my 20 year old self, um, I had a, I had a lot, but I think when it comes down to it, I think it would be engaging in your in your interests more seriously, um, and then really hustling to make money. So, like, I was interested in a lot of different things. Like, I, I you know, I was in a lot of different clubs. I was interested in a lot of different things, but um, I didn't really take it serious. I was just doing it because, oh, my friends are here or whatever. But if I really like took it to that level, where, like, you know, did an internship within whatever. Just kind of growing those interests, I think it, it would have been an easier route. Um, and in college, especially at Temple, you know, it was a culture shock to find out so many people who had like side hustles in college. I'm like, well, you're already making money, like selling T-shirts on a website to like people in India. Like it's just, I was <laughs> blown away by how many people were making money, like DJs to going on tour. Like I was like, all right, I got to step my game up. Yeah. But those two things for sure. That was actually. It's funny you mention that because I was walking through Temple's campus today and I was thinking about that. Like, damn, like I kind of wish I would have utilized the campus more. Mm. Not that I didn't or th- that I regret anything because it's led me to where I am now, but I felt like there's so much more that I could have taken advantage of, whether it be connections, yeah. groups, whatever it is that, yeah. you know, you don't realize until you get out. Like how important yeah. that is. It's, I mean, it's always like you're you're stuck in that moment of time, 
and mm-hmm. you really don't see the bigger picture. But then hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, always, yeah. always, always. And you look back, you're like, oh, well, I probably should have done that. You know? <laughs> well, so when I, you go back, they're yeah. like, I don't, I don't really need to go back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't bullshit. I don't want to. Right. When people are like, oh, I go back to college, I'm like, do you? Yeah. Like, it wasn't that like, fun. Like maybe twenty percent, I want to like explore again. Yeah, eighty percent. I think you just think about the social aspect. Of right. That yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. But like the or, other like, the part, networking opportunity. But like the studying for exams. Oh my yeah. god. No. 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 I don't want to go back. I don't. I don't ever want to go back it was great it was it was what it was let's move forward for sure (laughs) well jamel tell all of our listeners where they can find you and engage with you if they have any further questions if they just want to connect with you because you are a freaking awesome person i appreciate that and you've given so so much much for having me yeah um you guys can find me on literally everything i'm really heavy on instagram uh facebook so it's at Mr. Jamimi, M-R-J-A-M-I-M-I. That was a that was a nickname I got in college. <laughs> um, Jay the Gentleman is a nickname I got from Lauren, my my co-host. Um, but you can find me at Mr. Jamimi on Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter. I just started doing Twitter again. Oh man! Like, I, I was resurrected. Yeah, well, I, like I missed the wave when it first came out because I was on the cruise ship, so I didn't really like you know. Uh, but it started to get really popular again, so I was like, I have to get back on it. So I'm on that too. And then with Water Ice, uh, we're at, at Water Ice, um, W-O-D-E-R underscore I-C-E on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Water Ice 215. Facebook, you can just find us and waterice.com. And our YouTube page, every single piece of video content we've ever done is on there. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much again Thank for, you for having me. sharing your story with us and coming on and Spending some time with us. I just want to say I had a great time. You guys are great, great hosts. Um, good luck with everything. I definitely want to work with you guys in the future for sure. Sweet. Yeah, well, same here. We're going to take that very seriously. <laughs> you should. I, don't, I only speak truths and facts, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't mess around. Well, guys, as always, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Wait Am I an Adult Now? Um, we had an awesome time interviewing Jay Vereen. Yeah, nailed it. How you pronounce the last name? Yep. Awesome. I love that. And hey, guys, shameless plug. As always, if you like us, go ahead and open up your iTunes account or your podcast app and just hit those five stars. It takes you two seconds and it helps us immensely. And if you really like us and you want to show us some extra love, go ahead and write a comment and we will shout you out at some point in our life as podcasters (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll catch you guys next week we appreciate you all and have a good rest of your day bye